Hi, this is Matt Taibbi. Normally, Katie Halper and I will be discussing who is and is not in the presidential race in each episode of Useful Idiots. But in the Friday the 13th sequel that is this presidential race, the bodies are just piling up too fast for us to keep track of. So we didn't forget New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. She just dropped out since we cut the episode. We'll talk about her next week. Until then, thanks and enjoy Useful Idiots. Welcome to Useful Idiots. I'm Matt Taibbi, your co-host. And I'm your co-host, Katie Halper. How are you doing? Good, you? I'm good. Good. Great show last week. Yeah, it was. It, it was. was. Yeah, we, uh, how did we do? We did great. We beat out Pod Save America, which has definitely been one of my goals in life. So for we the whole came week in. or for like a minute? I'm not sure. There was definitely a second or two, a hmm. couple okay. seconds. That's um, good. Excellent. And so we, yeah, we can we can look at the files. But that's uh, speaking of which, just a shameless plug about why you should rate and review us and subscribe and uh, share. And how love. do they do that? You just go to whatever podcast player you use, and uh, as you can see, I'm very technologically uh, inclined. You go to put in useful idiots, then you do the little dot thing. Uh, subscribe and uh, maybe we'll get a guest to come on and, and, and walk us through how you rate and review. <laughs> we things. don't even know how to rate our own show. That's a I good mean, start. It, we're so self-effacing. That's why, yeah. But right. you guys know how to do it. People have done it. It's been done. We got we have five stars. That's our average. Excellent. I just subscribed in real time. Out of how many? Out of five. Oh, okay. Man, you have little faith. We got 104 <laughs> ratings, so let's try to get that up to 200 by next episode. Sounds good. Right? Sounds okay. good. For people who aren't familiar with the show, we didn't really make it terribly clear last time, but we have a couple of features that, uh, for people who are only listening and not watching, um, one thing is, a, is the woke button. Mm-hmm. If you hear this sound... Wake me up! During the show, that means that one of us has made an inappropriate comment and is using problematic humor, right. and we don't want to get in trouble, anyone in trouble yes. in this show. So, or sued. Um, or sued. So, uh, to avoid crossing the sort of uh, woke sound barrier, uh, we're just going to have that sound effect. So, uh, for instance, if I wanted to say something inappropriate to Katie, I would be, Wake me you, Katie, and right, yeah. and I would be like, Matt, you're such a. Wake me up. But it would be closer. We're gonna have to long, get two of them. That, that, yeah, yeah. We need a smaller table. Or I'm, can I have a woke assistant? Yeah, you're gonna have to get a woke That's, assistant. That's that, and it has to be a straight white male. Right. So it's not at all problematic. Right. So it's not. Yeah. Wake me up. Um. All sis, right. Sis, sorry. Uh, sis male, right? Was yeah. that wrong? Was that problematic? No, I just didn't. My leaving out sis was problematic. Right. So with straight white male. Straight white cis male. Okay. All right. Uh, you're gonna have to Talk help me with that. some of that, yeah. yeah. So we start the show off usually with a little uh, news review, and as we, we're not gonna introduce introduce this every time, but basically, uh, when I was a kid, I learned that there's really only four types of news stories. There's uh, Republicans suck, Democrats suck, isn't that horrible, and isn't that weird. So we're gonna go through one of each at the top of each show. So we'll start off with uh, Republicans suck this week, and it's always a rich topic. Um, there were a couple of things that were that were pretty interesting this week. The uh, the National Republican uh, Congressional Committee, uh, I guess that this was predictable, but they started selling T-shirts with Greenland as part of America. Which, I, actually, that's kind of funny. That's it not is. that's not really a sucking thing. They ha- they have like a little cartoon Greenland that's like happy to be sort of sucked into the American uh, map. So that that's already on sale. You can buy that for fifteen ninety nine. Uh, and that's Donald, a reference to Donald Trump's uh, Greenland. Yeah, he's gonna buy. He wants to buy Greenland, and um, I don't know. Is that a bad idea? I guess it's. I guess it's a bad idea. It's offen- offen- offensive if you're I Danish. Guess, I guess. Yeah. Right. I but, don't know, but but Danes, we can. I mean, speaking of woke, like the Danes are people we can make fun of. Yeah. No, I right? think we should invade Denmark Me just too. on general principle. Me too. Yeah, a couple know? times a year <laughs> exactly, at least. Yeah. 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 What else happened? Uh, Donald Trump, uh, and we're going to talk about his his merch a little bit yeah. later. But he had some. He had an excellent new product that he released this week. Uh, the official Trump campaign site um, has is now has on sale. Uh, uh, stand with President Trump plastic straws. Uh, they they go for fifteen dollars, and the. Um, the the insignia or the the caption on the site says liberal paper straws don't work stand with president trump uh, and buy your pack of recyclable straws today so the recyclable plastic straws that you have to buy because i guess liberal 
paper straws are a thing now? Yeah, and they're weak. They're weak, I have right? to admit. They, yeah, they do not work, right? stay together. They're, yeah, I mean, it's a very bad metaphor, and uh, it makes me feel less inclined to be environmentally conscious. Right. Um, it's also such a deflection. I mean, obviously, big evil corporations are responsible, and, and little plastic straws. I mean, I guess they add up, but it is bad PR because they are very annoying. Have you used them? Yeah, I have. They disintegrate. Yeah. Right, yeah. You, you can't like return to a drink later because by then it's, I mean, I guess the whole point is they're biodegradable and they disintegrate, but there's sometimes you don't want something disintegrating on you in, in real time. No, I mean, and right. And then it's like a metaphor for liberal politics exactly. in general, right? right. Yeah, so. It's like Obamacare. Right. Like it just yeah. gets people to hate that. Right. And then they become anti-healthcare because they don't get that it's because it's a half-ass measure. These are half-ass straw measures. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, so, I mean, I guess that's not, an, that's another not Republican oh sucking gosh. thing. Yeah, that's two in a row. Well, the um, something that, that did kind of suck is uh, Jason Lewis is running for the Senate, announced that he's running for the Senate in Minnesota. Do you remember this guy? Yes. Yeah, this guy. Um, Slave he, fan. Yeah, he's the, he's the one who Slave wrote the book uh, a couple of years ago in 2016 where he he was basically saying, arguing that slavery is a, is a matter of personal choice. Uh, he wrote, um, if you don't want to own a slave, don't, but don't tell other people they can't. Uh, so he's, he's now jumping into the ring and could, uh, be part of the Senate soon. And I guess that's a bad thing, right? Probably. Yeah. He says, if I don't think it's right, I won't own one. And people always say, well, if you don't want to marry somebody of the same sex, you don't have to, but why tell somebody else they can't? Uh, you know, if you don't want to own a slave, don't, but don't tell other people they can't. There are a lot of analogies you can make, right? There's the, like, Steve King did the, what, men are going to marry their lawnmowers next, yeah. right? Which taught us a lot about Steve King's fetish. Um, also, it tells, tells you a lot about how he, well, never Lawn mows, yeah, mows his no, lawn, yeah. yeah. exactly. Um, but, and that's stupid, but you get where it's coming from. This is so incredibly dumb, though. This doesn't work at all. Yeah, no, I don't think There's, you can really make the it's analogy. It's such a bad analogy. It's not consensual, obviously. Yeah, I don't think slavery, slavery is exactly a live yeah. and let live kind of an, an yeah, issue. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, the the thing that worries me about that guy is he's actually, he's very media savvy and mm. he's um, he's very slick when he's on television. So I I, I think it's not a, a not insignificant chance that he could end up in the Senate. Right. So yeah. that's not good news. But the, the, the big Republican suck thing that I wanted to use this week was a... Um, was a from Republican strategist David Ovella, who had a classic moment on Fox News. Do we have that clip? California has tried to clear out their prisons, and yet every year they continue to have overcrowded prisons. And the focus ought to be on a society that follows the law, not allowing people to defecate in the streets, not allowing mm. individuals to lay on the street, uh, having just shot up uh, with marijuana and having or, Her uh, heroin, yeah. heroin and having a uh, needle sticking out of them. We ought to be focused on solving crimes. So I, I realize that he just misspoke, but I really just want to believe that this guy actually thinks that you shoot up marijuana. Right. Maybe he's done it. Maybe he's done heroin and thought and was told it was marijuana. Wow. That would be a big... Worth considering. That would be difficult to, to confuse, I would think. Yeah, but, but he doesn't seem that savvy. Can yet. you shoot up marijuana? Is there a way to do it? No idea. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, I, I hope a, statistic, a statistically significant percentage of Republicans think that you, you can shoot up marijuana. That, that's a fantasy that I, I want to enjoy. Yeah, but, that's a world I want to live in. So that's Republicans suck. What do we have for Democrats suck? Right, so for Democrats suck, uh, again, there's so much material. I whittled it down to one thing, though. Um, I'm reading from DSmog blog. Um, the D DNC will not let 2020 primary candidates share the stage in a debate devoted to the climate crisis. The party voted Saturday during its summer meeting in San Francisco. Uh, it said it had already voted against holding a party-sanctioned debate on the topic on Thursday, but it did approve language that would have allowed candidates to speak face-to-face -face on the issue at a third-party-sponsored event. That compromise was voted down 222 to 137. Um, so just to, just to reiterate this, it's not just that they're not holding a debate on climate change and the climate crisis, but they're not letting another body hold this debate that's great it's in yeah so you know what tom Perez's defense was because he's he's always so good at this stuff he said we want to make he's sure one of my favorite figures in media by the way like every time everything he says publicly is just not quite right yeah yeah i know and he looks like skeletor is that problematic <laughs> am skeletor, i allowed to say that is that skeletor yeah okay good um we want to make sure we don't change the rules in the middle of the process we have a north star principle we want to be fair to everyone so he thinks it's unfair. It's like favoritism towards climate change to have it about that one issue. 
yeah, that doesn't really work no matter how you, yeah. you look at it. Yeah, th th this is uh, the, the logic here. The, the Russians have an expression, um, the dog in the manger, which is like a, if you go into a, a, a barn and there's a dog lying on hay, like the dog isn't going to eat the hay itself, but it won't let anyone else eat the hay either. Yeah, uh, and that's that's kind of the th the thinking here. Like they don't want to have a climate change debate, but but they don't want right. to let anyone else right. do it either. Yeah, which, if I can't have you, no one can. Right, which makes yeah. them look like jackasses in every direction. Right. Yes, doesn't it? It multiplies their jackassery. Right, like exponentially. Yeah. I mean, how does it's so stupid? How does it? What what's the what's the value add for them in doing this? Well, I'll tell you why in a second. But just to give to play to show you that not all Democrats are this dumb. Kansas DNC member Chris Reeves said, if an asteroid was coming to Earth, there would be no question about having a debate about it. But with this existential crisis facing the world, we all sit and wring our hands, which is a good metaphor. I mean, it literally is an Earth-shattering crisis. Right. Right. Yes. Like, an existential threat. Yes. Yeah. You know, the sludge, the website, the sludge, they do really good investigative reporting. So uh, they suggested why the DNC might be hesitant to endorse a climate debate. Uh, Perez put forward a resolution approved in 2018 that allowed the DNC to take donations from fossil fuel employees and their political action committees. That resolution weakened an earlier ban on taking money from fossil fuel PACs. And uh, since January, the DNC has taken at least $60,000 from owners and executives of fossil fuel companies. This is, this is the basic problem that the Democratic Party is going to have with all these issues from climate change to health insurance to whatever it is, is that they, in order to be where their voters are, they're going to have to cut off right. their funding sources. They're right. going to have to stop taking money from all these companies. Yes. And they, they can't do that because their business model doesn't allow them to do that. So failed business model. They're going to continually do stuff like this, which is going to get them in trouble right. and just make you know disillusion their right. voters. Right, they're stuck between um, actual people and then donors. Right. Um, and this is this is good news though. Um, Tim Ryan, of all people, put out a call for fellow candidates to defy the DNC and join him for a climate debate in Youngston, Ohio. This is great. Like when you're outflanked on the left by Tim Ryan. I know. Yeah, exactly. This, this is like how pathetic is Tom Perez? This is a guy also who made bumper stickers out of the slogan, uh, you don't have to yell. That's Tim Ryan, right? When <laughs> right, got a, yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy is not exactly um, radical. Right. Yeah. He's not he's not a he's not Che. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, moving on. Isn't it isn't that horrible? Isn't, isn't that horrible basically is designed to scare uh, news consumers. So there's usually a couple of stories like this in every newscast, um, just about why you shouldn't get out of bed in the morning. And there's always a lot of this stuff. Like you could pretty much fill a newscast every day with all the terrible things that are happening. There's a big story about the, the, that came out. There was an analysis of how much uh, plastic um, is moving up and down the uh, Irrawaddy River in Myanmar. And it worked out to 119 tons of plastic every day just on this one tributary. Uh, so, and they're showing all these little species of uh, turtles dying. And there's little pictures of, heartbreaking pictures of little turtles that can't walk over the giant mounds of plastic that we are all producing. So, it's our fault. Question, is it... Myanmar, Myanmar, or Myan Burma? Which one is it? Which one's it, problematic? It used to be Burma. Okay, Burma, but that's Burma problematic. is problematic, yeah. I think. Yeah. Remember, Myanmar is what you're supposed what you're to say. supposed now. to say, yeah. Yeah. Remember that woman who was a big human rights activist who like became president of of, of that country? Of Myanmar? Yeah. <laughs> Myanmar. I refuse. I, I'm holding out. I'm a, a, a hardliner. She turned into like an awful person. Right. Yeah. We should have her on. Let's get her on we the should. show. We should. Yeah. yeah. No, we should have more. Um, Burmese people. Burme uh, Myanmarese people. Yeah. Yeah, more of whatever those people are. Yeah. Those people? Wow, Matt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and isn't that weird? Um, oh, so for Isn't That Weird, we have a Welsh town which is installing anti-sex toilets that spray users with water. So plans for new public to toilets in Port Crawl, Port Crawl, Port Crawl, Wales. Poor Wales. No one knows anything about yeah. them. Um, include high-tech measures to prevent inappropriate sexual activity and vandalism. So um, in the seaside town, they are going to install uh, things that stop people ha from having sex. So including a squealing alarm, the door shooting open, and a chilly spray of water. <laughs> um, and they are doing this to prevent or to deter inappropriate, quote-unquote, inappropriate sexual activity and vandalism. And How is it going to detect? Good question, Matt. 
movement sensors inside the toilets will respond to violent activity while weight sensors will be installed to detect the entrance of more than one person, triggering the deterrent measures. The toilets have also been designed to prevent rough sleepers. I guess that I think maybe yeah, that's homeless. Sleeping rough in England means you're, when you're homeless. Homeless, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rough sleepers taking shelter inside. If a user remains in the toilet for too long, a warning message will play while the lights and heating will switch off. Um, also, there's a high-pressure floor and wall washer, which could activate, and a deep clean process that'll take place. I'm not sure what that is. But um, this is more than just, this kind of straddles the line between isn't this weird and isn't this terrible? Because uh, as some people have pointed out on social media, someone tweeted, weight-sensitive floors to detect more than one user. What baseline weight are they using? I'm easily the weight of two <laughs> teenagers. And what about people who need assistance? I have to go in with my kids. Right? <laughs> and what if you just need a private place to do a couple of lines? That's tr- that Also, who will speak for the line users? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it marginalizes them also. Right. Uh, someone else tweeted, this is absolutely terrifying. I'm a disabled person who falls a lot and occasionally needs assistance. Am I going to have to ne- need to start looking Looking up whether I'll be able to use the public conveniences without violent and humiliating consequences because of moral panic. So it shoots a chilly blast of water in like where? I I don't know on you. That's true. Yeah, where does it go? Right. And is the it, squealing alarm. I don't. Yeah, I know. Is it aimed to to chest like symbolically like a chastity belt of water or something? And, and why is that? I guess is it a public? Safety issue? It's not a safety issue. It's no. just more of a, a, a grossness issue. Moral is panic what? issue, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We should, like, reminds me of Larry Craig. Remember him? The oh, toe right. Tapper? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. I always felt kind of bad for him because that's not, that was consensual. Like, he's not harassing anyone. It's not predatory. It's a code, apparently. You tap your toes yeah. and then you know that someone else is interested, but he's not preying on people. No. Yeah, unless you're interested, you wouldn't even know what it meant. Remember he called uh, Bill Clinton nasty? Did He's he? a nasty boy. Yeah, we'll have to cut that in. It's, huh. it's a great moment. That's excellent. Uh, naughty. Naughty. Sorry. Naughty. Naughty, yeah. Naughty. Bad boy, Bill Clinton. You're a naughty boy. The American people already know that Bill Clinton is a bad boy, a naughty boy. I'm going to speak out uh, for the citizens of my state who, in the majority, think that Bill Clinton is probably even a nasty, bad, naughty boy. That's the news this week. Yeah. And we should, you know, just, I guess we should review... The, our wrong predictions from last week. Oh, yes. Because right. Li- literally, as we were trying to predict uh, which candidates would be the next um, bodies discovered in Camp Crystal Lake, because uh, basically the metaphor for the campaign trail is it's Friday the 13th, right. and you're, you're trying to figure out which which camper uh, doesn't get axed to death uh, right. in the end. Um, so we lost a couple of people in camp last week. We did, week. yeah. And who do we? I predicted it would be Ryan, right? Yeah, and I kind of I said um, Sestak. Sestak, right? They're still in it. Yeah, they are in it. Yeah. Ryan's uh, resisting DNC's. Right. Yeah, he's, to, he's now uh, the leftist Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like Earth Liberation Front guy. Right. Exactly. Yep. yep. Terror, environmental terrorist. Yeah, he's a butter Meinhof, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we lost uh, Jay Inslee, who I actually liked. Yeah, he's uh, great. I'm, great on climate change. Yes. Maybe yeah. he can just host people at his house. Like have an informal gathering at his house. He should. In Washington State. Yeah. And yeah. And then live stream it. Right. 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 They can't stop that. It's not an official event. So Mm -hmm. Jay, if you're listening and we know you are or watching, (laughs) please do it. Yeah. Jay Inslee, I think, and I ran into him in in Iowa. And um, first of all, you know, he was he was really, I think, unlike a lot of candidates, he was really patient with the crowds. Like he, he he took a lot of time to try to explain everything about his environmental platform. He went into uh, a lot of detail about where exactly we are in the process of developing solar technologies versus you know, other kinds of um, you know, green technology. But uh, I think he, you know, this, he, he, he wanted to run as the Green New Deal candidate. Right. And the, the problem is the press just was not ready to cover that right. issue. It just doesn't, it doesn't break through. There was an art, interesting article in the Washington Post this week about how that topic never penetrates the Sunday news shows. You can't get it on. Why? And the, it, when, Sorry, in the first debates, his, um, you know, there were, the, his people were, I think, upset because 
I think it was 80 minutes into the debate before anybody mentioned it. And the first question he got was, will your plan save Miami? Because they were in Miami. Right. Like, like it was an option to say no, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. And it was just a completely ridiculous, silly question. Um, and, you know, they, so they never really I think his his campaign and probably in a different era would have done better in like uh, the future, maybe in the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was there was that. And then he had that moment with Amy Klobuchar where he talked about how he was the only candidate who stood up for abortion rights or something right, like that. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, then she she dunked on him sort of right. in the debate. And then that, that hurt she, his chances. She throw a stapler at him. Who's that? <laughs> Or take out a salad. How and real eat it is with that story? Is I that... think it's real. She has like the highest turnover rate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I do like about her is that she eats her salad with a comb. We were gonna try that, right? Oh yeah. Next, let's do that on an episode. Yeah. We're we'll gonna see try how hard eating different things with combs. Yeah. We should probably use different combs too. Right. Let's see how that would we work. We should get sponsored by a comb company. Right. And we should eat something really difficult. Like, like, uh, we, like lo mein. Couscous. Yeah. Oh, couscous. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. That, wow. Well, maybe we can work our or way. Blueberry. Blueberry? Yeah. What's that? Oh, maybe I'm too old for that. It's like a it's like a blueberry cereal that's ghost oh. shaped. Okay, never mind. All right, cool. I like that. That's, that's, <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Blueberry yeah. ghosts. I Lucky like that. Lucky charms, you know. I do know that. Okay. The Irish. It's from the same the Irish, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I like the way I say that. Like it's a real traditional Irish food or something. Well, yeah. Meat well, and potatoes. I'm Irish. Lucky charms. So okay. Are you Irish? I'm half Irish. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. And who else do we love? We lost. Uh, 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 Seth Moulton. Right. And by the way, just so you know, the, the, their slogans were Jay Inslee's was our moment, which turned out not to be true. Right. Uh, although it is if our moment refers to like climate catastrophe. Yeah. It's our our is our moment catastrophic right. suffering and yes. collective doom. Yeah. Then in which case he's correct. I mean, it, everything's our moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Seth Moulton's was Seth Moulton for America. Seth Moulton for America. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I don't really know Seth Moulton. He's from Massachusetts. He's from my home yeah. state, but I don't... Um, and like kind of unjustifiably centrist for coming from Massachusetts. Jay Inslee had those sexy glasses too. He looked really good right. in the second debate. I think he didn't have them the first one, but they look good. Right. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. He kind of has that silver-haired fox thing that Larry Krasner has, the right. Uh, Philly DA. Right, right, right. Come on the show, Larry. Yeah. He's been on my show. He's great. He's very charming. Yeah. Okay. Is this problematic? No, I can't. What, handsomeness? Like, more like objectifying Larry Krasner or DA. No, it's okay. It's reparation. Right? I'm allowed to do that. Um, he's ha- he's, he looks fine in photos, but he's very handsome in person. Huh. Krasner? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I... I oh, are you one of those guys who pretends that, like, he can't determine whether a guy is good looking? I mean, I, I can... Roughly tell, but right. you know, it's it's that last ten percent. I right. can never really you know, tell. The broad brush strokes, yeah, yeah, so yeah. to speak. So, by the way, speaking of Krasner, this is so uh, fortuitous. What serendipity! Uh, we happen to have an opening song. Our theme song is by the band Sheer Mag. Right. And guess who sang with Sheer Mag? Krasner. Krasner did, yeah. During his last uh, campaign. During his last campaign. Down, yeah, clamp down by down. the Clash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was a better performance. you pretending you know that song. <laughs> I'm trying to be respond- a, a professional. Definitely put that in. The joke here is that off the air, like we had to well, explain we to fil- I hope what- we were film. I hope we were recording that. And then yeah. we can do like a rewind sound effect and then play me doing that. Yeah, I'll have no journalistic credibility though. Yeah, here's Katie not knowing the yeah, Clash. Yeah, the, cla- the Clash fish. is classic Or hit. the Sex Pistols. Or the, yeah. Or, um, or the Who. Or the Who, yeah. 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 One of them was like, Tommy, can you whatever me? <laughs> Tommy's the who. Yeah. The who, okay. It's really Good. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you heard of the Rolling Stones? I like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> okay. And not just, yeah, what if I was like, I Googled them only because of the magazine that we're making this for. No, uh-huh. I do like the Rolling Stones. I like them more than the Beatles. Okay. I, That's my, another band as from my, England. I yeah. know. I yeah. do know them. Yeah. And I like Elvis more than the Beatles. I just kind of, as my dad, my, my family, I think I come from a rare, not very pro Beatles family. Uh-huh. My dad thinks they're insipid. Insipid. Yeah. Really. That's the word he used. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Although my parents, I also grew up on the Upper West Side, and my parents lived there before I was born, and uh, I guess my mom was, you know, it was sad when um, John Lennon was killed. Right. And not just because they well, she were didn't kill na- him, did she? No. <laughs> Hot take. No. Um, 
but you know, he lived in the Dakota. My parents were on the Upper really? West Side. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, that makes him sound like terrible people who only care when their neighbors are killed. They would have cared no matter where he lived. So, should we talk about your great? Future? Yeah, I mean, it's coming out like the September issue for of Rolling Stone. It's called Trump 2020. Be very afraid. Be very afraid. America yeah. is the first country to ever elect a Matt King, and the way things are going, we may be dumb enough to do it again. Uh, Sorry, we may be dumb enough to do it twice. Right, yeah. And the, the one thing I want to talk about, because this, I didn't get a, enough of this into the piece, um, is just Trump's merch. It's just, there's, there's two things here. First of all, Trump is is the most t-shirtable president in history, and it's not even close. And there were, there were so much... There were so many that I wanted to put into the piece. Um, for one thing, when you get when you go to Trump events, as opposed to other politicians, the people show up. They've already they're already wearing right. the Trump. Like half the people there already have like their own favorite Trump T-shirts, hats, other accessories, baby accessories, and it's uh, and some people have like mixing and matching. They got hats and shirts and stuff like that, but they're. They're unbelievable. The the, the t-shirts. Uh, Fuck your feelings. Twenty twenty uh, was, I think, probably the most predominant one. Um, I'm president, bitch. Uh, was was also popular. That was being sold uh, while I was there, but there were lots of others. Um, you voted for Trump. Hashtag me too is another one, which I thought was was kind of funny. I think it's a sort of a general thing. Like the Republicans have a lot more fun with merchandise. The, the thing you you could not imagine a Barack Obama version of a lot of the. You know what I mean? Right. The, the the Republicans just they for some reason because I've been doing this for so long now that at every campaign event I always try to buy something for every candidate on both on both sides right. of the aisle both and, sides of them and the, the the republicans always work a lot harder to make their stuff weird and funny i mean there, there was the don't drone me bro uh shirts from i think it was ron paul it was other ron yeah or ron or Rand. Probably, yeah um Rand paul used to sell these spy cam blockers do you remember those no so you could you could go on his site and i only i only saw this at his events once but they the, there's a little thing that you snap over the top of your computer camera and it has like Rand 2016 over it. The idea being it, it, it blocks your camera. Right. So it says NSA spy cam oh, blocker. Nice. So you pay $15 for that. It's like, you know. Nice. Um, Ted Cruz had a lot of good stuff. Uh, he had the Ted Cruz. Remember the, the tats uh, t-shirts? Never you never seen that? Mm-mm. Like the Ted Cruz shirtless covered in tats thing. No, that sounds great though. Um, there was the Ted Cruz... He had he had a, a a button that he sold a lot of, and it said uh, "Cruise 2016, more Liberty Bell instead of more Cowbell." Nice, yeah. yeah. Um, too legit to Mitt. That That's was another great. Good one. Who did that one? Uh, Mitt Romney. Yeah. He but, didn't get that though. He, no. I'm sure. Although he did listen to his uh, hip hop. Remember? Um, oh my God! Who let the had, dogs who out? Who let the dogs out? That's the whitest um, moment. I, in history. I know. Do we have probably, that. Yeah. We got to put that. We, in. Yeah, I can. I can find it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's especially hard and sad because um, and insensitive because he kept his dog on top of his car and it shat. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's so terrible. What a sadist. This is this is Mitt Romney's famous. Um, Crowd working. Yay! And he's posing for a photo with him. Who's got your camera, though? Who let the dogs out? I don't even know how that came. I don't even think anyone mentioned a dog. I don't think there's any. I mean, I don't know where it came from. Just like the black part of his, like, like it fi- it's filed under black people. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that Mormons like decided that black people could be Mormon priests or whatever they are. Coincidentally, just as uh, the IRS was going to revoke their tax exempt status. Well, right. Yeah, that's a, as good a reason as any yeah. to change your policy. He moves in mysterious ways. God. But you know what I mean? Like the, the, the if you go to the, the Democratic merch, it's either not funny at all or it's got a really bad joke in there. Usually. Yeah. But most of the time they're they're ever since Obama ruined merchandise because everybody wants to do the shepherd fairy oh right yeah thing. which is very serious yeah and it's moving. like yeah. grave you know iconography so everybody's got you know just like the single name Corey, kamala you know whatever it right. is you know and or you know like elizabeth warren has you know she has she sells warren nappies right or onesie and it says dream big fight hard nap often 
you know. Not often, yeah. I mean, is that funny? I don't know. In this, am, I, I mean, am I being too hard? No, on, no. I think like they should hire us. We'll come do. up with better, yeah. But, can, but this is the question: Can it? Can you do it? Because the whole point is, running for president shouldn't be funny. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Obama was kind of funny in a like sarcastic, um, was. deadpan way. Yeah. Uh, Did he have any? He made a not very funny joke about drones, though, about how he was going to like drone the the Jonas Brothers if Did they really? asked his daughters out on a date or something. The Jonas Brothers are here. They're out there somewhere. Sasha and Malia are huge fans, but uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two words for you, predator drones. <laughs> you will never see it coming. It's a little, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't that drone mean, the Jonas yeah, Brothers? Yeah, just forget, forget, yeah, forget the daughter thing. I'd right. respect him if he just wanted to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he weren't so self-interested about it. The point is, you, you couldn't have, like, Kamala 2020 suck my balls or something like right. that, right? Like, it, I don't know. Could you? You tell us, Kamala. <laughs> Is that a problem that Democrats ever have, or is it just is it just us being silly? What that they don't try to that woo. they don't have a good sense of humor, or that, oh, they, right. that there's something there's something just sort of missing in their pitch, or are we do we have un, unreasonable expectations for what politics should be? And I mean, I think it's be. an important, just um, honest thing to admit because so much of what Trump does is entertaining. Right now, we can't totally beat. I mean, sometimes it's so embarrassing. People try to beat him at his own game, and it's like when it's like imagining parents trying to rap or something. Well, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they can't like you know they're like we'll call him Don the Con or or like we'll come up with they're oh, not good yeah, at that. No. Remember, remember um, Cruz trying to do Princess Bride impersonations no, oh god you don't remember that Mm-mm. he did a whole he did the whole billy crystal monologue oh wow in 2016 he's a thespian y- is he gets the bellows and he pumps the pumps the air into him and he pre- and, and he says so what is it you have that's so worth living for he presses on his chest and and wesley goes true love huh. i mean he, he does have like a a bit of a theatric but he's not He's not so, Trump, you know what I mean? No. Like in terms of making a ridiculous WWE. Right. You know, Rubio tried to do it with the the size jokes and everything. No, and then, yeah. yeah. Um, so I th- it's just another... Well, Hillary Clinton was funny, not on purpose, but she cracked me up when she tried to be funny. She once made this joke about, she's like, I don't know who made Pokemon Go, but I'm going to need you to Pokemon Go out to the polls and vote for me. I don't know who created Pokemon Go, but I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. Wow. And what was funny about it was her smile was like, it was like cute. I'm not being like, it was one of the few times where she was being totally genuine. You could tell she thought it was hilarious. And Tim Kaine grinned. He was like grinning ear to ear. <laughs> and I was like, oh, these are like, you know, this this was them being real, which was like really corny, but it was almost endearing. Wow. Yeah, but it was awful. I have another friend who I showed that to who was like public execution. I've heard that Hillary in private, she swears like a sea captain yeah. and, and all that stuff. But why doesn't she show that I know. side of her? I know she should have. Yeah. Maybe she could have won. Yeah. Well, speaking of Trump, speaking of humor um, and the grotesque, uh, very excited to bring our guest for today onto the show. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to bring on our guest, Ellie Valley, the wonderful cartoonist. So welcome back. Thanks again. Thank you, Ellie, for joining us at Useful Idiots. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, Ellie Valley is uh, an award-winning Comic artist. I think I've ever got an award, but I appreciate the. Well, I say you're award winning. If you were going to get an award, what award would you get? Good question. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. I got nothing for that. Uh, (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what your award is. Is it's it's the award for being most smeared by the worst people. That's Uh, good. That's good. Uh, Accurate. Yeah. So so he's been called um, morally repugnant, uh, ethically disgusting, indefensible, feral, and despicable, anti-Semitic, and abomination. And freeform hatred, that's that's uh, the way his art has been described. He also, let's see, Bre- Barry Weiss uh, uh, shared the attacks, these attacks on him. 
Um, and she added a personal note of gratitude to the author, uh, to the person who called you all of those things. And a Nazi as well. And a Nazi. Well, it's saying my art is Nazi art. Nazi-esque, great. Um, Jeff Balaban said he was worse than a capo. And then used the word Malshan, which is a traitor to Jews who has historically merited the death penalty. The Stanford Review, founded by Peter Thiel, um, published a diatribe comparing his art to blackface and insisting he was so charged with anti-Semitism that no political pretense could justify a public display. Uh, National Review's Jonathan Tobin uh, said um, he was repugnant anti-Semite trash. Uh, anyway, you, you get the point. Um, yeah. Very popular. <laughs> Very popular, yeah. yeah. Right, right. And those are all, that was all in advance of Stanford when they were trying to uh, deplatform me. There. Oh, yeah. The and same he, people right. who, who are like free speech, uh, you know, uh, crusaders insisting I not be allowed to speak. Well, right. speaking of which. Yeah. You, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have one of those that just happened literally on your way here, right? Liter- yeah, yeah. I mean, within the past 12 hours, essentially. Yeah. 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 So it's, can you tell us about your latest uh, drawing? Uh, sure. I, I don't even know what time it was last night that um, everything came out about uh, Brett Stevens uh, wanting to speak to someone's manager again, basically. A provost. Uh, yeah, yeah. We wanted to speak to a provost. So I wrote him a personal email. I didn't go to Twitter. I wrote him a, a, a personal email, which I think was, was, was very uh, uh, civil, saying that I didn't appreciate it, that I would welcome him to come to my home in New York, meet, uh, meet with my family, and see if he would call me a bedbug to uh, my face. So basically somebody, some, random, some professor at George Washington University, right? Right. He retweeted somebody... Saying that there were bedbugs in the offices of the New York Times. Yeah, and, and, and the professor said the bedbug was... Brett Stevens, right. or the columnist. Right. This is not a metaphor, I think. This is, it is yeah, Brett not a metaphor right. or anything right. like that. But, but it, got like, it got like nine likes. Yeah, no, no retweets. retweets. And he right. didn't even tag Brett. He didn't tag yeah, him. So yeah. that, means, that means Brett Stevens was sitting there at, at night, presumably. Yeah, right? yeah, or maybe late afternoon. I don't remember the entire chronology. But, but that means yeah. he had to have been searching for his name? Yeah. Right? Basically, yeah. So he says someone uh, sent it to him, which is, I think... BS. That's not true. No. That's like yeah. people who say I'm thinking I'm thinking about voting for Trump. They're going to vote for Trump. Right. Right. Like right. They, yeah. they, right. So, <laughs> um, so 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 he he then did he does what? Uh, Brett. Yeah. Um, okay. He I guess he looks up uh, the guy's uh, email address and also Dave the provost Karp. of George yeah. Washington University, which is a bit insane. Uh, he emails the guy and writes this whole you know um, typically um, overly florid and cordial email saying right. like, you know come to my I, I invite you to my home to say that to my face in front of my wife and kids uh, <laughs> a- after you've had after you've had a courteous talk with us if you still have the courage to do so some <laughs> bullshit like that why is he so triggered by bed bugs he clearly has a bed bug in his past <laughs> and also if you're gonna call uh, Brett Stevens a bed bug on Twitter why would you hesitate to do it in front of his wife and kids? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of the reaction was that, like, take the invite. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go. <laughs> so, so you did. You you basically went full Franz Kafka because of the bed bug theme. Yeah, right yeah. But here's the thing. Um, well, first of all, I made a little joke on Twitter, which is you know always self fulfilling. I was like, oh no, you know, in an ideal world, I would not have to draw. Uh, bed bug Brett and then all the replies and you know etc kind of revved me up even though I was exhausted at that point I didn't I did not feel like uh staying up all night to do a drawing and by the way I'm saying that as a preface I got like three hours sleep prior to this so if I if mine goes blank repeatedly uh you know that's the reason okay anyway uh so I I pushed myself uh to do it I didn't want to just do because everyone was making the Gregor Samsa jokes uh I didn't want to just do um him skitzing out um do I have to do that? Yeah. Freaking yeah. <laughs> Ableist. Um, sorry. Um, I didn't want to just do him, you know, having... Freaking out? Uh, <laughs> freaking out, is that okay? Um, no, freak is probably about, we'll, we'll, we'll work that out, yeah. Freak me out. So, uh, because that's too easy, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, the idea of, of an image of him saying, say it to my wife, is, is uh, graphically enticing. But I want to go after him for his hypocrisy and for, you know, specifically his bullshit on Israel-Palestine. Uh-huh. And so that's why the, the, the art that I drew uh, has him, you know, Brett Stevens awoke uh, from uneasy dreams to get a professor fired for asking why three million Palestinians can't vote. Right. OK. So yeah. you, tie, you tie it all in. So I, I tried yeah. to bring it yeah, a little further than just the, uh, you know, bed bug, you know, insect Gregor Samsa thing. Right, yeah. right. How many times have you have you have you drawn the bed the Gregor Samsa image in your past? Gregor Samsa or Brett yeah. Stevens? Or, or either. Um, well, I've done I've done uh, Metamorphosis um, maybe three or four times. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I have a whole presentation which is unfortunately not in video, but about uh, the relation, you know, the influence or 
inspiration, I should say, from Kafka and my experience in Prague really? uh, a few years ago. Yeah. yeah, I used to be a tour guide in Prague. Wow. Wow, yeah. I, I don't Prague. think I knew that. Jewish Prague. Yeah, don't tell my uh, haters on the Jewish right, because oh, they'll yeah. cancel Jewish Prague. Oh, they'll just cancel it? Yeah. It's, it's canceled. The cemetery's over, yeah. Yeah. The celebration's over. The party's mm-hmm. over and the cemetery's over. So when Brett Stevens, I mean, he's a he's an op-ed columnist at the New York Times. But he's, who, one, of, he's one of these big, like, oh, safe spaces... For, or, you know, for suck and, you know. Right, right, right. right. Safe and spaces suck until. What a bunch of snowflake. I mean, I don't know if he's ever used the snowflake term, but he's, uh, bit, he's, in, he's in that realm. I've been thinking a lot about safe spaces lately. Once you designate some spaces as safe, you imply that the rest are unsafe. It follows that they should be made safer. That is an important insight. It shows how easily an impulse to shield and protect the vulnerable quickly becomes a desire and then a demand to impose a particular concept of safety on others, whether they want it or not. He had a recent op-ed basically uh, calling for, you know, saying, you know, how dare Yale stop using the term master, that kind of thing. I mean, he's like all in on this whole elite codification of, you know, strata in society. And uh, which is why it's great that he, he's um, freaking out over a term like bedbug and, and ceasing and, a provost. Yeah. And he's off Twitter now, right? He's, he's yeah, yeah. And but he's yeah, he sought he, refuge like all the persecuted people like Mimi Roca, uh, um, all these perilous people who uh, get paid I don't know millions of dollars to. Not only is, is he off Twitter, but he announced it on uh, MSNBC this morning. Uh, he announced it. I mean, he great was on the show. I, I just saw the clip. I, he was basically announcing it, and and the you know the interviewers and the other guests are just like staring at him like uh, for like two and a half minutes. Uh, like, the clip okay, that dude, I saw. Yeah. yeah. And he's saying, and I was not trying to get him fired. Bullshit. You know, he's like, I, I was just, and he actually used the term manager. He's like, you know, I work at the New York Times and, you know, managers should know. It's like, you know, he's literally uh, speaking to a manager about this stuff. People should be aware, managers should be aware of the way in which their people, their professors or journalists uh, interact with the rest of the world. That's certainly the case with, uh, with me at the New York Times. My, my editors are always aware of, of what I'm saying, and I've sometimes been called to account uh, uh, rightly so. Yeah. I'd like, uh, to, I'd like to talk to the manager. Yeah. So, so basically, he probably does this with waiters and waitresses, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So yeah. transparent, which, yeah. which is a New York Times columnist thing, like David Brooks. Remember that one? Which, where, where he... Where he was like, um, you, I oh, always... The they're, only, they're nice to me. Well, that was one thing, yeah. That went was, to the yeah. But also, they're only nice to me when uh, they're, they're waiting for the tip or something. Just like really... You know, transparent about how everyone who works well, that's in restaurants probably hates because him. it's David Brooks. And exactly. that, that is yeah, the they probably that yeah. Nice right. Can you blame yeah. them? Yeah. Can you imagine tweeting that? The self the self awareness is a little bit uh, lacking. Have you interacted with Brett in the past? Uh, yeah, um, I, I used to have this email list uh, where uh, one time uh, someone on the right had CC'd when they meant to BCC, and so I grabbed all these like you know Jerusalem Post editor type people. Um, and commentary, et cetera, and they were, you know, BCC'd on my comics blasts. And um, one time, I think it was one, yeah, it's actually my presentation, uh, when I uh, drew um, Sheldon Adelson in The Art of the Deal after the election in 2016, um, you know, shaking Pepe's hand and saying, Pepe saying, you know, so it's uh, decided, uh, we we exterminate the Jews here, and you can exterminate the Palestinians there, and, and Sheldon Adelson is like, sign me up. Uh, Brett, Brett, Replied to the email saying grotesque, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah, and, and I played it dumb, like, oh, thank you. I'm glad you're gonna, you know, fight this this horror show. And right. then he replied because he Ethnic couldn't cleansing. tell my sarcasm. He's like, uh, you don't get it, do you? It's not, <laughs> it's not uh, the situation that's grotesque. It's this comic, you know, blah blah blah. So, um, yeah, he's they a little... should have like like remedial humor camps for yeah, the New York seriously. Times. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or shut down the entire uh, columnist page. Right. Yes. Yeah. Or the entire and, newspaper. I'm, well, I'm gonna be. Who? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll keep. Michelle Alexander. That's about it. I mean, I, I, I hate to put people out of jobs. Well, they can yeah. work at. I mean, uh, they can work for, on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They can. They can. We need a set. You know, they can do some set design. They can bake us muffins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I want. I love chocolate. Chocolate. Should we? Muffins. Should we talk about Trump's? Yeah, uh, let's talk about Trump. Trump and the Jews. Um, and uh, and then we can talk about you know your you've done. <laughs> Yeah, right, because yeah. we're both Jewish, yeah. How many Jews we have in the room, by the way? Jew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. Isn't Jew, it's weird how Jew is problematic and Jewish isn't. I like Jewess, but I was on a, I was on an email group, by the way. I didn't realize this was an offensive term. I guess it used to be, but it's so ridiculous to me. Jewess? Jewess, yeah. I didn't know it was offensive. Yeah, I think it, when it used okay. to be I wouldn't used use it. as real. Well, you can't. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You want If you want to use it, call us up. 
Like put us on there speaker. Should be a hotline. Do you, do you know the uh, the astroturf organization Zionists in which? Uh, uh, what is that again? They're, they're like you know. Uh, trying to intersect with left spaces, but then you know, calling out anyone who says maybe Palestinians should be able to move freely. That right. Of. Yeah, because that's 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 uh, violence. Yeah. Zion S. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, what did Trump say? Oh, so Trump. Let's see. He said a lot of things. Let's just play a little bit of uh, something that he said about um, Jews and why they should not be voting Democrat. Okay. And you should see the horrible things that Talib has said about He's talking about Israel. Squad. Okay. And AOC plus three, that's what I call it. AOC, just take AOC plus three. <laughs> and you should see the things that the four of them have said about Israel over the last couple of years. I mean, Omar is a disaster for Jewish people. I can't imagine if she has any Jewish people in her district that they could possibly vote for. And then yesterday, I noticed for the first time, Tlaib with the tears. All of a sudden, she starts with tears, tears. And I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second, because I've seen her in a very vicious mood at campaign rallies, my campaign rallies, Remember she before she was a congresswoman. Yeah. I said, who is that? And I saw a woman that was violent and vicious and out of control. And all of a sudden, I see this person who's crying because she can't see a grandmother. She can see a grandmother. They gave her permission to see a grandmother, but she grandstanded and she didn't want to do it. That's a decision of, of Israel. That was, of course, uh, Trump talking about um, Rashida Tlaib, the congresswoman from Michigan, being uh, not allowed into Israel, but then she was allowed into Israel, but only to visit her grandmother. There were restrictions on it. Yeah, only if she um, pledged not to uh, advocate for uh, BDS, essentially. Right, which right. is, you know, yeah. apparently anti-Semitism. Then you went into this whole thing about loyalty. Right? Yeah, yeah, I got that. We have a group, I call it AOC plus three. You could call the person Representative Talib. You could say I'm, Representative I'm Omar. You could go any way you wanted to go. Uh, they are... Anti-Semites, they are against Israel. She had a plan to greatly embarrass Israel by going there with the, the fact that she wanted to see her grandmother. I assume that's true, I hope that's true. Like a Hillary but Clinton. it was very bad, very bad. The things that she and others of that group and other Democrats have said. And they have become the face of the Democratic Party. And I will tell you this, in my opinion, the Democrats have gone very far away from Israel. I, I cannot understand how they can do that. They don't want to fund Israel. They want to take away foreign aid to Israel. They want to do a lot of bad things to Israel. In my opinion, you vote for a Democrat, you're being very disloyal to Jewish people, and you're being very disloyal to Israel. And only weak people would say anything other than that. But sir, there are and then... Just lest you think he's um, he's not Jewish. Here's how we know he's Jewish. Ready? Somebody, excuse me. Somebody had to do it. I am the chosen one. There you go. Hey, I am the chosen, chosen one. one. So he's Fantastic. part of the chosen people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What and are your also, thoughts? He, uh, before that, he also um, quoted. Uh, you know, because he loves quoting all of his praise on Fox News. Right. That, um, you know, unhinged conspiracy mongering um, uh, preacher who said that he's the king of the uh, king, king of, of Israel, the new king right, of Israel, yeah. the second coming of God, which is, you know, not exactly a Jewish concept and saying it about. Yeah, his, I don't, it's you know. not God who comes back. <laughs> also, well, right. Right. I don't know how Jesus, you know, I'm not Christian. Wayne, I don't know how you do the, the three part thing, but yeah, the yeah. Trinity. Yeah. Wayne yeah. Allen Root of Fox and Friends. Yeah. Said uh, President Trump is the greatest president for Jews in the history of the world. And the Jewish people in Israel love him, and he's the king of Israel. They love him like he is the second coming of God. But American Jews don't know him or like him. They don't even know what they're doing or saying anymore. It makes no sense. Yeah. Thanks, Wayne Allen Root. And then um, Trump went from there, you know, continuing with it, into the disloyalty remarks. Um, right. Which, you know, at first people were like saying that J Jews are disloyal to America. That's that's dual loyalty. Then it, it's it's more likely that he was saying that we are being disloyal to our own faith. Right. And to and Israel people. because right. we aren't really American. So it's it's also dual loyalty, but it's like insisting that we're not really Americans. Right. It's funny because it's, insul it's insulting in both directions. Yeah. But she, <laughs> he's like sort of uniquely capable of doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's so yeah. well. He's so versatile. Well, yeah, because the idea is that, and this is anti-Semitic in itself, which is that, conf, you know, the conflation of Jewish identity with loyalty to Israel. Yeah, but uh, he didn't 
pull that out of his ass. That's something no, that the well, Jewish right. white has been yeah. saying for Speak over a generation now. Right. And, um, you know, calling Jews self-hating Jews, calling Jews anti-Semites, uh, redefining anti-Semitism to mean uh, anti-Israel or critical right. of Israel. And now it's being redefined again to mean anti-evangelical. Eventually it's going to mean progressive Jews who are critical of Christians. That's anti-Semitism. That's right. where we're heading. Or critical of like all Christians. Right. And you, and you yourself uh, got arrested uh, because you do represent that progressive Jewish tradition. As um, do you, Matt. Thank sorry. you. Yeah, no, no, you can yeah. leave now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clear the room, yeah. Goy. Yeah, exactly. Goy, Goy, Goy yeah. If you say Goy on Twitter now, you get banned, basically, because really? so many Nazis use it as code, and they have such shithead algorithms oh, that right, can't yeah. differentiate. Right, yeah. Huh. So tell us why you got arrested. Um, the, the recent one, like a couple Ooh, weeks ago. I didn't know you were so well, uh, <laughs> such an experienced arrestee. Yeah. I, got, I got arrested uh, after the um, Pittsburgh massacre last October. Um, when the Met GOP club here in New York hosted, I forget who it was, some proud boy asshole with a sword. Remember that? Where he was, um, yeah. A sword, I didn't know huh? the sword yeah, part. Yeah, he brought yeah. a sword. Um, I, I forget what the details were Sounds of that. really but, I mean, alpha. Yeah, he doesn't have a sword and, at home. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he was um, imitating some emperor, some bullshit, fascist bullshit. Anyway, um, uh, we, we were not leaving from the Met GOP club entrance, and so we got arrested. We were demanding that they denounce you know, uh, white supremacism. This last time, though, we were um, at Amazon uh, with the Never Again action, with um, Jay Fred's Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, and with Trua rabbis and other um, you know synagogues and coalition of You're following all this rabbi yeah, uh, no, synagogue? Yeah, yeah, you know no, what that yeah, is? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, kidding. I was kidding, yeah. Oh, so we basically sat down. It was on Tisha B'Av, the Jewish Day of Mourning, uh, you know, one of the Jewish days. Yeah, one of the many. And we're, you know, like resetting lamentations in the Amazon um, retail outlet uh, in the 30s here in New York and uh, wouldn't leave. And then so we got arrested, you know, protesting um, Amazon and Palantir's, um, uh, what do you call it, um, collusion with ICE, with uh, concentration yeah. camps, and uh, with facial recognition software, et cetera, cloud software, um, which is enabling the horrors that are happening. Right. It's interesting, you know, where was it um, in Rhode Island that a, an ICE officer... The next day? I, yeah. Or, or then a couple Some, days later. Yeah, yeah an yeah. ICE officer drove his car, his vehicle into a crowd mm -hmm. and didn't hurt anyone. Well, he did, but, actually. Well, Some didn't kill anyone, sorry, didn't but kill, yes. Didn't kill, right, yeah, but he, he harmed someone. Yes. And it's funny that that's not being framed. And they were Jewish protesters, They were right? Jewish protesters, and an agent of the state attacked them, these Jewish protesters. This should have been 24-7... I mean, where's, you know, the so-called Jewish media? I mean, this, right. you know, Trump, I mean, the, the, the but on the people who care about anti-Semitism and exactly. violence about Jews not being a, at risk, it's because they're, it's because they're <laughs> Jewish kind of burying the lead. Why was there an ICE agent in Rhode Island? There's not, there's the, like, a lot no, of no, it, it, it was a detention center. Um, and they were protesting at the detention center. I don't know if it was an ICE agent or an employee at the det detention yeah, center that was okay. being yeah. used by ICE or whatnot. Sorry, we were, we're, we're but still um, agents of the state. All the agents of the states who are um, dehumanizing um, and criminalizing people for trying to survive are the same to us. So, <laughs> yeah, Wait, I, okay. I do. I want to say one. You yeah. know, add to this. Just um, the the people who are injured in that, the people who are protesting, uh, are the same people part of the progressive Jewish community, the American Jewish majority that has been uh, disenfranchised and delegitimized for over a generation by the Jewish right, which is why. If they had died, maybe there would have been more of a peep. But it, it's why the, there was there was such silence because they're not really Jews to the mainstream, uh, the Jewish right, which is right. basically uh, overrepresented in mainstream Jewish institutions. Yeah, and um, it's it, you know it, it's hard. So there's like a they're hierarchy. Not, yeah, they're not yeah. juiceful. I'm gonna coin that term. <laughs> juiceful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, if I do anyone, it's us. It's, uh, you know, know. Hamish. It offended me. Really? No. Okay, good. Because I was going to say if it offended you, and I'm a woman, you're silencing me, so you better hit that, Jesus. smash that woke button. Okay. Um, right. They're not the Jews that are useful to the narrative, and it's really hard as a Jew because it's hard not to sound like it's not anti-Semitic. And in fact, the anti-Semitic trope is that Jews have the same exact. We're a monolith, and we all love Israel no matter what they do. Mm -hmm. And like, we don't have politics. Like, how how do you love Netanyahu and also love a labor guy? Although they're too similar, but that's another story. But. Um, it's hard to talk about this without sounding like an anti-Semite because, like, there is such a, uh, a powerful narrative that defines what Judea Jewishness means, and it doesn't get media attention because it's not a, the Jews that the people who you know it's not that we are not the Jews that APAC wants to to be seen. I mean, even ADL has been uh, conflating, you know, the white Anti supremacist yeah. horror show that we're experiencing with. Uh, 
someone in the Democratic Party who might have, you know, several years ago, you know, used the word hypnot, who did use the word hypnotize and apologize for right. it. It's like a, a single instance. Wait, that why they- is hypnotizing a bad word? Well, she said that Israel is was that hypnotizing Omar? the world. Um, yeah, may Allah may, that, wake people yeah. up and everything. So, yeah, you know. Th- they do. Have, it's called Hasbara. It's, it's Israel. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's Israeli propaganda. It's very good. Um, yeah, well, the Allah is Israel, Israeli good. propaganda hypnot- hypnotizes. Um, I don't know. Do you think that I kind of think? Yeah, I'm not gonna say hypnotize because right. we're gonna get canceled right here. Right. Uh, Maybe it's a Biggie reference. I just realized, you know, because the other one was a Benjamin reference. Yeah. Actually, it could have been. All about we, the um, how long do you think it would take for if we had continue if we had a continuous conversation for all of us to end up canceled? Fifteen minutes without any self censorship or the woke button. What yeah, do you think? Maybe a little less, but yeah. 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 Um, and so you've gone after Donald Trump. You've gone after Sheldon Adelson. Adelson. Um, you were uh, criticized by Abe Foxman of the ADL, Barry Weiss, but you also got into a lot of trouble for talking about the most uh, disenfranchised U.S. Uh, on the planet, Meghan McCain. Oh, yeah, it's really can you, can you, okay. Yeah, can you tell um, us about, about that? Yeah, that, this is in early March, so I, it's almost the six-month anniversary. Oh, it's, yeah. It's weird. It's, it feels like a decade. Um, Basically, she was trashing uh, Ilhan Omar and um, crying over it on The View. And just because I don't technically have Jewish family that are blood related to me, it doesn't mean I don't take this as seriously. And it is very dangerous, very dangerous. And I think we all collectively as Americans on both sides and what Ilhan Omar is saying is very scary to me. And it's very scary to a lot of people. And I don't think you have to be Jewish to recognize that. You don't. And it, it was offensive to many on the Jewish left because she was appropriating our trauma and um, appropriating Jewish memory in order to, um, you know, join what I consider to be a racist attack uh, on a on a Muslim uh, woman of color in Congress, um, because they, they were they, they were they were attacking her for things that other people have said right. who are not Muslim or not black, and uh, it was um, so basically I, I drew her. It's one of those all night comics like this Brett Stevens one. Um, I drew her. Um, you know, weeping over the refugee girl who wants to exterminate us Jews, you know, and I I put all this like Jewish kitsch paraphernalia, which is how I imagine a Christian Zionist would uh, see the Jewish people, you know, like Yentl and, you know, Christian guy to uh, Seder and Matis Yahu CD. I don't know. It's a deep cut. I don't know if Matt would get that one, but (laughs) Matis Yahu, remember him 10 years ago? A Jewish reggae uh, superstar. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a few other things I got, I got to actually look at Bob it again. Cousy, oh, yeah. oh, she was, she was pouring, um, uh, instant matzo ball mix, right. like without any water right. into yes. a bowl straight yes. up. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, that one I, um, posted in the morning, like after staying up all night doing it and she, first she blocked me then she unblocked me to say it was the most anti-Semitic thing she'd ever seen, which was a, a great example of satire, uh, becoming, um, or reality, uh, continuing the satire because you know, by oh. calling me an anti-Semite for making fun of a Christian woman for appropriating Judaism, uh, she was like living within the comic. She made the comic more real. Right. Well, yeah, she's stepping. I mean, when we get there, people are already saying useful idiots. That's appropriate. Well, that's kind of the. They think point. they're yeah. Really, yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> we didn't think of that. We're not yeah. making that joke. But uh, yeah, no. It was didn't uh, Megan McCain? She she was sort of. She came up with some kind of concept that was like Jewish curious, right? It was like or Zionist. Oh, curious. well, we were saying she says she verged on Zionism, Ver- verged um, on Zionism. borderline really? Zionism. Yeah, Zionist. so Jew I mean, curious. you don't have to be Jewish to be. Zionist, I know so. some of the, the best uh, Zionists, the, most, at, the are, most vocal in America. Yeah, and the more the number of them, the, yeah. the greatest number of Zionists, uh, the majority of Zionists are Christian Zionists, yeah. which is great because uh, it clears you from anti-Semitism. I mean, uh, it's terrible, yeah, yeah. but it's a nice way to be like, no, I'm not being anti-Semitic. I'm talking about a group of people which includes oh. a lot of Christians. Yeah. Well, and, Omar said that, and then. And she was you know, one of the more, um, you know, ridiculous accusations of anti-Semitism is when she said, um, uh, you know, when she when she spoke about the power of uh, APAC type places right. and, uh, you know, people who were bad faith uh, readers were saying, oh, you're saying that Jews are controlling Congress. She, she didn't right. even say Jews. Right. And Kufi, Christians United for Israel, is right. Yeah. Uh, behemoth. Yes. Paul. Did I pronounce that correctly? Behemoth. 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 Sorry. Behemoth. Be a month. I thought words, that was an, yeah. a Hebrew word. I'm not kidding. Let's cancel the whole like, podcast. Yeah, cancel the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, Paul Waldman, who's not exactly a radical, he's a Washington Post guy, Hillary guy, wrote a very good piece about that, about the dual loyalty thing, saying like, no, it's it's Christians uh, who demand this dual loyalty. Yeah. It's APAC who demand this dual loyalty, yeah. where you can't be anything but, yeah. you know. I'm thoroughly confused. Sorry. Yeah. No, we got it. We got to demon unpack Christians view Jews purely as pawns in their, you know, you know, like they're 
uh, grand eschatological uh, nightmare, which they consider to be, uh, you know, right. ideal vision. Like even, right. So speak. So so. So we're pawns, and so we we oh, yeah, are yeah. we are Israel. Israel and Jews are identical, and so uh, the dual loyalty they insist on it, and so um, and that's what Trump was uh, parroting, and you know, like he was parroting right wing Jews, but also uh, Christian Zionists who have the same. Uh, right. view of Jews in America and, as just being, right. you know. In fact, so Meghan McCain during her confessional um, where she's talking about how she's Jew curious, uh, Jew jacent, uh, is, uh, says that Hadassah and Joe Lieberman are like family to me. And of course, uh, Joe Lieberman famously called uh, Hagee. Pastor Hagee, who wants all Jews, we'll, I'll explain who he is in a second, but McCain's um one-time pastor, John Hagee, he called him like an L, uh, he called Moses. him a he Moses. Called him, like he Moses. called him Moses, yeah, Moses-like yeah. figure. And um, Hagee, of course, wants the Jews to go back and like all of us but 400 are gonna burn in eternal damnation. And also- He, um, he called Hitler a hunter, he yeah. said it's all prophecy. Right, you know, and Hitler he's not anti-hunting. A, he's a, not like <laughs> some uh, PETA guy, so yeah. th- that's good. Uh, I was a member of John Hagee's church, by the way. Were you? You were a member? Well, no, uh, if you, as a joke. I, oh, I, I was, I, was I, I wrote a book about it, actually. I was, I was undercover in that church for How like six it? months. How was he charismatic? Uh, he isn't. Uh, his, his, his crew? His crew is pretty funny. I mean, they, they take you for these rich... It's a long story. He's yeah. kind of funny. He has good dating advice, too. Hagee? Yeah. On Joe Lieberman, can I just say a quick, quick yeah. aside? I never got to tell this story, but um, Joe Lieberman, for ages, he, his campaign song was Start Me Up. The By Rolling the Rolling Stones? Yeah, have you ever listened to that song? Uh, yes, but I don't know if I could understand them. Should I get them up? Is it all about sex, I guess? The, one of the lyrics is, you make a dead man come. No. Really? Come not cry? And it's like, you make a dead man come. And, and wow. he would talk over it and totally oblivious. It was... That's very great. funny. It's That's one of the great. very funny campaign things. Yeah. Oh, you you're right. I was gonna be like Matt. You're. A li- I was gonna be like you. Just outed yourself as a perv because I I just see cry. But actually, yeah. you're right. The last one is you make a grown man cry, you made a dead man come, you made a dead man come. Do, do Maybe that's that a Jesus reference, though. <laughs> dead man come? Right? He's coming back, right? No, no, it's 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 written in the album C-U-M. Oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Did they censor it for radio? I don't remember. No, no, he plays wow. it all the time. That and is hilarious. You'd be at the, these Lieberman events, and you'd be like, is anybody listening yeah. to this song? Anyway, also, Trump My, using you can't always get what you want. It's just so macabre. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, and Revolution. I mean, he also, yeah, he and the Neil Young right? song, where he's critical of, of George Bush. How wrong is Trump and the loyalty? I mean, should, should, yeah, are, yeah. Should we? Oh, what's okay. the loyalty diagnosis on on this? Like, what? Where should where should? Uh, how should people respond to this? Letters uh, to the editor. Yeah. Very Jewish thing to do. Am I right? Um, no, we we should respond by um, noting just as he's a racist that he's an anti-Semite, and we need right. to. I'm, I'm not saying that he's like you know They're, immediately rounding up Jews or anything right. like that, but this man is a pernicious force in America, and anybody who denies that, anybody who is not advocating you know for immediate impeachment um, hearings, uh. is is you know watching this. You know, watching society crumble and not doing shit about it. You know, it's like I, I did read the, the PC, uh, the, the new one. I mean, it, I don't know when it came out, but, you know, we're, we're all, he, he, he might very well get reelected because mm-hmm. we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're, fiddle, we're, we're fiddling. Yeah. Um, really quickly, can we close on this um, Trump speaking at the Republican Jewish Coalition? Sure. I'm a negotiator like you folks. We're negotiators. Do you want to ne- renegotiate deals? We, some of us renegotiate deals. I would say about 99.9. Is there anybody that doesn't renegotiate deals in this room? This room negotiates. I want to renegotiate this room. <laughs> Perhaps more than any room I've ever spoken to. Maybe more. You all are such good it's negotiators. Okay. No, I've, I've been called on that a couple of times, too. You're not going to support me, even though you know I'm the best thing that could ever happen to Israel. And I, I, I'll be that. And the re- I know why you're not going to support me. And, you know, you're not going to support me because I don't want your money. You don't want to give me money, okay? But that's okay. You want to control your own politician. That's fine. You want to control your own politician? Bill and Omar had said that you would have that. She would have been, like, deported anywhere. I understand. Hey, I, five months he ago, I was with do you. The Jew- I'll say one thing. He does the Jewish, passive-aggressive Jewish mother thing very well. I, yeah, you're not going to yeah. support me. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. I know. Honestly, I do think a lot of his shtick is kind of Borscht belty. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. No, his is, his mannerisms a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very. It, yeah. It's really disturbing. The whole. The whole. You know. That he rep. Yeah. He. I feel like he and Bernie represent two Jewish archetypes. He's not Jewish, but he almost represents everything. Uh, he's like the New York real estate guy, and he's awful, and he only cares about 
Israel and he's a racist and then Bernie's a mensch and like actually you know this tradition of tikkun olam which we can talk about in another show which means repair the world which we, is a we social we kind of got into it without the word but yeah earlier. we got into it yeah and we're gonna have to yeah there's so much more to talk about we just scratched the, the but this surf. whole presentation is totally borscht belt it's like, it have is you heard yeah about yes. this? have you heard about this yes. like, yeah yeah, yeah. and the hands yeah <laughs> with the and pinchy it, hands yeah and it's one of the reasons he loves you know uh, the stadium shows because right. like borscht belt you know on, uh, on steroids yeah and, totally you know, like the comic who was doing like little uh, um, you know, working at the the bat bathing club in the in, right. in the Catskills suddenly made it big, and he right. loves it. He's he's you know, and he pu- he riffs off the crowd. He's very good at yes. crowd work. Yeah, totally. right? He yeah. changes his yeah. routine. The, he's the great at ad living. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's important that we talk about kind of we admit that Trump. Sometimes I think that the, that people are afraid to admit. Trump's effectiveness, not yes. as a politician, but how why he's an effective candidate. campaign. As a too, yeah, you're right. You forget that. Yeah. Both. Yeah. But I think that we need to look at why he's successful and what he does. And I think that sometimes people just turn like understandably, they just kind of turn their backs in disgust. Right. And they can't imagine. And I think that people are being a little delusional like they were last time. They just they think he's, you know, this is gonna be the smoking gun, that's gonna be the smoking gun. Right. They know from the dinner parties that people aren't gonna vote for him or they think they know that. But mm-hmm. he's, you know, tapping no, the people this, people okay. who they 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 react viscerally to him and they can't see that, you know, for people in middle America, Trump is funny. You know, like yeah. they, right. they, right. they 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 see how grossed out um, his opponents are by him, and they they love that. And you know, and by the way, a lot of the times the media goes uh, apeshit, including the, the chosen one thing. He it is kind of a joke. He's I don't I mean yes he's he not is saying a he's megalomaniac Jesus. yeah, yeah. yeah right. so he's not saying he's Jesus and so or a Jew we're, we're so well, quick to Jesus was a Jew so <laughs> we're so quick You're to uh, you know go off on him. But so many so much of his stuff I mean is shtick and also his tweets a distraction ninety you know, percent are just too. racist uh, right. you know horror diarrhea. But, but, he scores but a lot of them are, are humor. He, yeah, but when, when he says I'm the chosen one and everyone goes nuts, he scores points on that. He's, he's yeah. like, look at how they're overreacting. And, yeah. and, I know. And, or yeah. with yeah. the Nancy, the Nancy Pelosi thing was such brilliant trolling totally. when she went out, when, when, um, you know, Ocasio criticized her yeah. and then yeah. he became the big defender of Nancy. Right. Or, or just last week when the Dow dropped and he's like, it's because Seth Moulton totally. dropped out. Funny. I mean, that is good shit. He, yeah. 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 I'm so, yeah. You, I'm glad you, you, I, I felt a little embarrassed to say this and I've talked to other people, my friends who are like people of color who are Muslim because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't, it wasn't like white privilege that was letting me see Trump as as funny Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like no he's objectively funny and we need to sometimes intentionally other times not but we have to be honest about it I mean other times he's totally not when he's going on for 99 minutes on and and you know he's talking about himself for you know 98 of those it's not funny but you know he does have moments you talked about in your piece about how he's like you came from the seas you came from the rivers like that's not trying to be funny but that is hilarious yeah totally where where he couldn't remember the end and he's like he came from everywhere and whatever the next thing was yeah yeah he riffs he knows yeah he's a good riffer yeah you came from the mountains and the valleys and the rivers and you came for I mean look from wherever you came from there were a lot of you we gotta yeah, wrap it up but thank, thank you so much thank Ellie you for so coming much. That yeah was, you gotta come great. back Ellie Thanks Valley where me. can people find you well, you know, on Twitter, Roaming also, I have Patreon now because that's my, um, you know, sort of means of uh, continuing to draw Brett Stevens. And so yeah. if anyone wants to support me, I'm uh, always uh, open to that. And Brett Stevens, come come to the show. Say it to Ellie's face, what <laughs> yes, you said to him yeah, before. Exactly, You're, yeah. You don't have kids, right? You're not married with children? No, not none of but that. But maybe no. you can arrange that. You can say that. it to my kids. <laughs> yes. Come say it to his face in front of Matt Taibbi's yes. wife and kids. Yeah. In this right. room right here. In this room, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to Useful Idiots. We will see you next week. I'm Katie Halper. This is Matt Taibbi. Rate and review us. Subscribe. Like. All that jazz. I'm Michael Toscano, hoping you'll join me on the First Light Podcast. We get to the heart of the event shaping our world as our correspondents check in and we talk with newsmakers and people who can take us behind the headlines. The First Light Podcast, wherever you get podcasts.